Welcome into a game week episode of Inside the Nest. Kennesaw State and Reinhardt square off Thursday night under the lights of Fifth Third Bank Stadium with an 8 p.m. kick. KSU and Reinhardt kick off the 2021 season. Welcome to Inside the Nest. I'm Nolan Alexander, joined by Brandon Sutton, the KSU alumnus who's making his Owl Network broadcasting debut this Thursday. You can listen to the game on the KSU Owls app, the brand new app. If you haven't already, please download it. It is the numero uno way to keep up with that football game on Thursday besides being at the bank. Also joined by Jordan Griffith, who is back for year two on the KSU Owl Network. He steps into the host role this year. So looking forward to having you guys on the broadcast. They'll be joined by Nathan McCreary, Barkley Miller, who is out serving right now with uh, Hurricane Ida. And our thoughts and prayers go to everyone in the U.S. that's been infected by Hurricane Ida that made a landfall on Sunday. But uh, with his job, he's helping the electricity efforts for those that are affected by Ida. He'll be joining us on the broadcast Thursday on ESPN+. And then I think he's heading back to Louisiana afterward. So that's the setup for this weekend. Guys, we've been out here doing this for, what, this is, I think, our fourth, fifth episode. We've been doing this through preseason camp. It's over with. It's game week. Uh, they fought off some rain. They had a lightning delay earlier. You guys were out here ahead of time for me. I was caught up at the office. But this looks like a team right now, from what I can tell from back here at the perch behind the net, that looks locked in and ready to go. And that's exactly what you're saying. These guys are nailing things in, finalizing all the details. They're they're getting their game plan ready for Reinhardt this Thursday, and, and you just love to see it because now everything's coming together. They got a face to an opponent, and they're ready to go out there and hit somebody new. Are you locked in too, Jordan? Absolutely. I mean, I'm ready to run through a brick wall just like these guys are. There's just so much energy. Again, I've talked about it pretty much the entire time we've been here in fall, playing fall ball. It's, it's just it's time. It's time to get it started. I'm ready. So Kennesaw State kicks off the season again Thursday, 8 o'clock against Reinhardt University. Well, let's talk about this matchup. This is the second time that Kennesaw State has played Reinhardt in the program's history. The first was 2019, a 31-7 win for Kennesaw State. That, as we discussed last week, Sutton, that was a deceiving score. That wasn't a 31-7 runaway game for KSU. Reinhardt's had some momentum there before weather called it early. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and in that game, they, 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 were, they were in the game. They, like they were playing well, they were executing, they were doing their job, and, and just and we we were making more explosive plays. We were getting into the end zone. Had had the score been reflected a little bit differently, and they were able to get into the end zone, that would have been a completely different game. But they were in it the entire time, ready to play, and that's why this Thursday they're going to be coming out raring to go, trying to trying to even that score and just get us back for that last little W. Mm -hmm. And as much as KSU fans want to say, oh, the game next week, Georgia Tech, the Owls are going to be giving it their best, first Power Five opponent. When you look at Reinhardt's schedule, that's the reciprocal game right now for Reinhardt opening up at KSU, Jordan. Yeah, this is not your typical week one college football team. This is not a cupcake. This is not a team that's just going to roll over. They had a 9-1 record last year. They scored 46 points per game against conference opponents. 46 points per game against conference opponents. This team is going to come out with a lot of fight. This Kennesaw State team cannot look past them going to Georgia Tech. They got to come out and play on Thursday. Yeah, you're right, and we've talked enough about how COVID ball wasn't fun in the spring for uh, the team and all the distance they had to keep, and then we saw sloppy football. The opener against Shorter, everyone admitted, the coaches, the players, they all admitted it was a sloppy ball game. The Owls won big, but it wasn't up to the gold standard effort. 46 points a game on offense in the shortened spring season through COVID? Quite the feat for Reinhardt. 
yeah, this is a team that can bring the offense. They scored as much as 50 points against Bluefield last year. And they kind of, like Kennesaw State, had that last game of the season. Didn't go their way. That didn't go their way. Excuse me. They lost 42 to 14. But once again, they can put the ball in the air. They can rush the ball as well. Kennesaw State's defense and their linebackers, Brandon. That's what's going to have to step up. Guys like Bates, guys like Reddick, going to step up for Bryson Armstrong, who's not going to be here this year. It's a tall task for Week One for a college football team. But let's hope Kennesaw State can do it. Well, that's definitely something I'm excited to see. I'm, I'm ready to see if our First off, is our defense up for that task this early in the season against a really good Reinhardt defense on the offense? And then second off, I'm ready to see how our offense is going to come out and just see how they're going to be able to respond with losing so losing uh, losing a few guys and bringing mostly bringing that power-packed offensive line back to the field this year. Well, let's talk about the matchup: the Reinhardt offense opposite the Kennesaw State defense. The Eagles are led by the senior quarterback Billy Hall, a native of Scott, Tennessee. Completed 57% of his passes last spring for just under 2,000 yards. 22 touchdowns, just five picks. He rushed for 380 yards. He's one of two All-Americans on the roster for Reinhardt this year. If you're in Reinhardt's shoes, I mean, I think the NCAA FCS, their social media hasn't been great. That's kind of been well-documented, the FCS scout. <laughs> but they put out a cool story last week about how what's the right recipe for an FCS school to beat an FBS school. I mean, one of the things is senior leadership at quarterback. So if you're in Reinhardt's shoes and you look, how do you go from NAI school to try to upset an FCS team? You have a senior quarterback. Billy Hall knows this wing T offense. He had success in the spring. As he goes, that Reinhardt offense goes. And, and definitely. And, and having a guy like that with a lot of experience and a dude that can ball <laughs> just like he can, it, it's going to be very beneficial to this team. And, and just like you said, they're going to go as far as he goes. He's going to help push everyone on that offense to be the best players they can just by trying to extend plays and uh, keep the ball moving, uh, try to air it out and give people a chance. And, and that's just going to be really something really exciting to see uh, this Thursday. That's how is he going to be, how is our defense going to be able to mm -hmm. respond to his playmaking ability? And just what, what more, uh, what little wrinkles can we add from a defensive perspective to try to stop his, uh, stop his ability to throw the ball, stop his ability to run, and just, just be able to do everything we can to stop the offense? Well, let me put yourself in defense coordinator Daniel Verpale's shoes. Not that you have any inside knowledge that we're going to give out the game plan here, but <laughs> how do you try to rattle a senior quarterback? What exactly does that look like where you switch things up for him? Well, if you want to get in the quarterback's head, the first thing you need is pressure, pressure from the inside. And then following that, if, if you can start moving guys around and just start getting people in from different places so he doesn't know where to, where to look for it. So if we can get someone from the, from the left end, the next play, get someone from the linebacker position, just having people constantly getting in there, getting in his face, mm -hmm. and force him to make quick decisions and get the ball out of his hands. Yeah, I think he's absolutely right. But I think the point that you highlighted earlier is the most important point. Get pressure up the middle. So I'm going to be looking at the tackles. I'm going to be looking, are there stunts coming up the middle from the middle linebackers? Are they going to put pressure on him? Because he can run. He can move. If you get pressure on the edges, he can step up, on the, up in the pocket and maybe run for a first down. If you get it up the middle, that changes absolutely everything. And like you said, comfortability in the pocket. That's going to be the key for Kennesaw State. Some other veterans are back for the Reinhardt Eagles. A senior running back, a former Jefferson Dragon, Isaiah Blake, who also doubled up as the kick returner. In the spring, Blake had five rushing scores. He rushed 86 times for 361 yards. Dylan Kelly is another running back, 25 carries for buck 26. He scored two touchdowns, doubled up kind of like the slots at Kennesaw State. 12 receptions tied for second on the team, 348 yards and five touchdowns. Now, when it comes to passing through the year, the favorite target for Hall is Navari Solomon, who's making a homecoming, a sophomore, a Kennesaw Mountain graduate, so just down the street here 
in the spring, 31 catches, 643 yards, and seven touchdowns. Brandon, you know from being in the Kennesaw State offense, when you have that one receiver that can go out there and make plays and stretch over the top of a defense, that can do so much for your offense, right? That can be everything for your offense. It can give you that one big play when you're on a fourth down, or it can just be a quick little score before halftime. Just having a one guy that you know can just go up and get the ball no matter what the scenario is, uh, no matter what plays galled, uh, is just like – for, for us, we always had our guy, Justin Sumter. <laughs> we're always, if our back's against the wall, we're throwing the jump ball to Sump. So just being able to have a guy like that, that, that you know, okay, no matter where we are, uh, if we're on fourth and long or if it's uh, second and ten, we're going to be able to get the ball to him uh, for good yards deep down the field. The secondary for Kennesaw State, I mean, the number one rule from the safety position is don't get beat deep. We'll hear from Cole Loden later, and, and we'll ask him if that's still the rule for KSU's defense. Just don't get beat deep. But the secondary, some returners, some new faces. We'll see Cole Loden. We'll see Javon Singletary, the transfer from Georgia Southern. Ja'Cory Burks at cornerback, and then Dante Justice at cornerback as well. We heard from last week, Ryan Harris, Irwin Bird, Markeith Montgomery. I mean, it's a true mixture of guys that are going to get their first taste of the black and gold, and then others that are looking to take the next step in their career, Jordan. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I liked about this DB group last year is I felt as though they complimented the defensive line. Defensive line got to the quarterback last year, and the DB group attacked the ball in the air. Sometimes you have coaches who want to attack the man. They attack the ball in the air, and I think that it, it turned into a lot of turnovers, and that changes the momentum of the game if you can convert on that. If you attack the ball in the air and you get burnt, just like you were saying, you're going to be sitting on the bench, right? But if you attack the ball and you get an interception, people will be singing your praises. You're in the game summary the next morning. That kind of changes everything. If they can continue to do that with some new faces, the, the, the spirit of this DB group, every DB, DB group should have a high spirit. The guys mm -hmm. like to talk a lot, right? Definitely. I think that they can do a lot of great things in that secondary. Again, Kennesaw State and Reinhardt kick off the 2021 season Thursday night, 8 o'clock. The bank lights are on. It's going to be the latest. The bank's going to be open up on a Thursday night, I believe. But in addition to that, the first home Thursday night game in Kennesaw State history. Guys, this is going to be an electric atmosphere. I mean, thousands upon thousands back inside the bank. We hope to have a great student attendance. The buzz around the Kennesaw State campus, it's electric. I don't know if you know about it, Jordan. I don't know how much we, you're over there in class, but it is, there is a true palpable buzz within Kennesaw State's Marietta and Kennesaw campuses. Yeah, it, it, there really is. Again, the spring season was. Do, do you actually know that? I'm calling. I, I do. I do. I do. You know what? You you've caught me all up. And now apparently I'm going to classes. I don't even know if they're the right room numbers or what, <laughs> what grades I'm getting right now. But no, I'm just kidding. Of course I'm going to class. But yeah, the the energy around campus. Fall football is just completely different than any other sport. Spring football was fun. It was good to have it. We were all locked up in our houses. We needed it. Fall football's back. Kennesaw State football's back. I'm ready to have some fun. So there is a new tradition in addition to old traditions that are making a return. We're going to have the owl walk back two hours before kickoff. So 6 o'clock, be out there for the owl walk. Owl Town will be back in abbreviated way here for the first game due to a delayed road closure of Busby right in front of Fifth Third Bank Stadium. They can't get that closed till right before owl walk. So due to that delayed road closure, there will be sponsored tents inside of Fifth Third Bank Stadium that – you can get inside once the gates open an hour before kickoff at 7 p.m. In the future, Alltown will be on George Busby. So just it's different for this game. That's what's coming back. What's new this year is the KSU Cannon. It's coming on. This is run by student organizations, put on, paid for, sponsored by student organizations. 
Okay. Getting that, getting that out there. Brand new cannon that will greet the team on the field after the team scores a touchdown and any field goals. A cannon will be shot off, run by different student organizations in front of the student section. I'm telling you this now. So after Kennesaw State scores a touchdown on its opening drive, that nobody's caught off guard when there's a cannon that goes off inside the stadium. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. Not only am I excited, <laughs> but, you know, I'll keep some years on my life from not, again, not being startled by a surprise cannon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm excited for it. I'm ready to see it. I'm ready to, for, well, first off, I'm ready for these owls to start scoring a bunch of touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And I'm just ex excited for, for new traditions to be, uh, continue being built and just seeing how things are going to continue to develop and just keep getting better and better for the owls. Two guys excited about the cannons. I know we got a lot of fans. The students will be excited about the cannons. Got to make sure the students are aware of this too. So Jordan, tell your classmates, <laughs> spread the word. There, there will be a cannon going off at the football game on Thursday. Don't be alarmed. That means you got to go yeah. to class. Yeah, I know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hope the cannon goes off, right? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. It needs to go off a lot. That, that's what's, that's what's going to make me happy. Yeah, we like to, the cannon to get plenty of use yes. on Thursday. So. That's what's new. Again, 8 o'clock kickoff, ksuals.com slash tickets if you haven't already. I also encourage you, not just as a PSA, pre-sale parking is available. Go on ahead and pay for parking. Game day parking, 20 bucks cashless. 20 bucks cashless. I mean, you've got to use a credit card. So you can pay for parking ahead of time, and it's cheaper. You're going to save money. ksuals.com slash tickets. Ticket links, obviously, and parking links available on the website. Okay, back into this matchup, Kennesaw State, Reinhardt, Thursday night, 8 o'clock. We talked about the out defense against the Eagle offense. Now let's switch it up. This Reinhardt defense against a Kennesaw State offense that returns just under 83% of its offensive production from the spring. However, for Reinhardt defensively, this is a team that feasted like its offense. It feasted in the spring 15 interceptions in 10 games, 1.5 a game. 11 fumble recoveries, five defensive touchdowns. Wow. The monsters of the midway would cower at those <laughs> numbers. Uh, again, this is an extremely impressive Reinhardt group. Yeah, those are those extra points, right? Those are the points that you're not planning to get in, in practice. You're not planning to get on game day, but they give you that extra boost. It's kind of like scoring a special teams touchdown. Everyone loves to throw out the stat. 80% of the teams who score a special teams touchdown win the game. That's kind of the same thing with the defensive touchdowns. They're the extra points that you don't plan to get, and boy, do they give you a big boost. Uh, and uh, first things first, those numbers, that's ridiculous for any team in any division, <laughs> any conference, doesn't matter. So just hearing a defense after turning all of these guys with, with those kinds of numbers from the spring, it, it's, it's going to be a great challenge for this offense to, to come out and just test their, their ability and their, uh, their uh, production. Uh, and it's it's going to be really great to see. And, and I'm really excited to see how, how our uh, offensive line, first off, is going to come out to these guys and just just enforce their will upon them first off <laughs> and opens up room for these slot backs and these quarterbacks and just see how we can sling the ball around. Well, one of the guys the O-line is going to have to block is an AFCA first-team NAI All-American, the defensive end, Tion Burroughs, a senior out of Folkestone, Georgia, and Charlton County. And let me tell you, first off, from first-hand experience, albeit a long time ago, the D-linemen and Charlton County are just different. They, they are different. And he, here's why I say that. My freshman year of high school, 2006, we were playing Charlton in the quarterfinals. They had the D linemen running fade drills in pregame warm-ups. They, they were that athletic. We looked and saw that and 
I said a word internally that I'm not going to repeat here in the podcast. <laughs> that game did not go our way. We got revenge the, the next year. But there are some athletic D linemen that have come from Charlton County. Tion Burroughs continues a strong lineage. Team high, eight and a half tackles for a loss last year. Five sacks, two TFL. Had 33 tackles. Had two interceptions as D end, including a pick six. This, wow. guy, this guy, the stats, he's a playmaker. He, he's a dude, he, like, and just, just from listening to those numbers, and just it's gonna be it's gonna be great to see what he's gonna bring to the field on uh, Thursday night, and and it's and I'm definitely and I already know from these guys from the offensive line standpoint they're already putting a star on him, so it's like where where he's moving to, where he's going to on the field, they're gonna have to know where he is and just be ready for whatever move or game they're gonna try to run from a defensive line standpoint. And something you can elaborate on, you did a little bit last week. But it was documented from Coach Bohannon in an interview with the Merida Daily Journal. One of the positions that's been banged up for Kennesaw State has been the offensive line. To say that is less than ideal going into an opener uh, would be an understatement. But I, I, I'm curious, how do you look at that matchup there, specifically from a defensive end position as opposed to interior guy against an offensive line that could be a lot of shuffling on Thursday night depending on who's healthy, who's not? From a, from a defensive perspective, he for one, he's not going to truly be able to prepare for just one guy. So knowing that we have a few guys banged up and there's going to be some moving around on Thursday night, he's going to have to try to prepare for multiple people, uh, try to figure out moves for, and watch a lot of tape on different guys. So one, that, that kind of helps us for the Owls. But at the exact same time, we want to try to have as much cohesion and uh, oneness between these uh, offensive linemen from the Owls' perspective just because the more together we are as an offensive line, the further this offense will go. Hmm. The, the, more, the more reps they get together and the more plays they take, it, the, just the better you are as a unit. And, that, and that's really what we want to see. But just having, having this offensive line injured, it's, it's, it's gonna, these guys are going to get back. We're going to get things back to normal. And, and it's not, it's not going to be a big concern just, be, just being able, just knowing these guys can just one, boom, next one man goes down, mm -hmm. next man up, ready to go, knows, knows his job, knows what to do, and is always ready to go. Defensively for Reinhardt Jordan, the Eagles returned their leading tackler from a season ago, Kenneth Lowry, a weak side linebacker out of Collins Hill High School in Lawrenceville. 5.4 tackles a game last year at a team best, nine tackles for a loss, four sacks, a couple forced fumbles, a couple fumble recoveries. Uh, another guy that was all over the place, has experience playing Kennesaw State before from back in 2019. Uh, another number to circle for this Owls offensive attack, that offensive line got to find their way out there to block him, and then the slot backs too when it comes to that arc blocking. Yeah, and I think the scariest thing about having to circle a guy that's a linebacker like that is they can sniff plays out better than anyone. They are the field general. We love to talk about the field general of the offensive side is the quarterback, one of the most important positions in football, but the middle linebacker or just the linebacking core in general they sniff the plays out. You, you've seen videos of Luke Keekley online sniffing out plays before he, it's even been snapped. That's kind of what these guys, especially experienced linebackers, can do. In Kennesaw State, it's a timing sort of offense with the triple option. They're going to have to circle him just like you said. Hopefully they can run away from him or just take him out of the game completely. Anything else on your prep that you want to share here for Reinhardt offense or defense, Jordan? I would say the most important thing about this team is that they converted 80% of their red zone opportunities. Eight out of ten times, they're putting the ball in the end zone. That's absolutely incredible. Again, scoring 46 points per game against their conference opponents. You're not supposed to score more points against your conference opponents. You're supposed to score more against the cupcakes in the non-conference schedule, 40 points versus the non-conference schedule, and 9-1 team like we were just talking about. And once again, 
They put the ball in the end zone when they get in the red zone, 80%. If Kennesaw State can take the ball away just one of those times, that is all they need to win the game. And definitely, you know, like you're saying, man, uh, 80%, that's, that's an outstanding rate for an offense, especially when you're down there in the red zone when, where points are, are dire and always needed. Um, because no matter what, if you can put points on the board, it's hard for you to lose a ball game. And, and no matter what, just and for the Owls, they're, they're going to need to be able to just put together at least one or two good stops or maybe a takeaway or get a turnover here or there. If, if you can knock them off that little bit and just get them off rhythm, that'll be, that'll be the game. That'll, that'll help push them to, to a victory. So I'm sitting out here, I'm watching some drills right now that uh, Liam Klein's running through the defensive lineman. I think one here is get the ball and try to score the other way. Did y'all watch that Falcons preseason game last night at all? I actually missed it. Were you one of like the five people that watched it? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was. So a uh, Browns player fumbled, and the Falcons player defensive lineman runs to pick it up. It's going in the other way and just carrying it like a uh, bread loaf. <laughs> running over here, gets stripped from behind, and... You only get so many. You know this is a lineman. You only get so many chances of glory. You got to protect the football high and tight. When you're a lineman Dan, and, and you and you're lucky enough to get the ball, keep the ball as close as possible. <laughs> That's rule number one. And if you can run with it, run fast and keep a good tight hold on it. Well, up next on Inside the Nest, following the break, we'll be joined by the senior safety out of St. Mary's, Georgia, Cole Loden, number 30, joins us here on the podcast, and then we'll come back and wrap it up with a new tradition on the podcast. Jordan doesn't even know about it yet. We're going to put him on the spot, because that's what we do on Inside the Nest. Hey, I'm ready. Put me in, coach. I know I can do it. That's the attitude that we need. All right, Cole Loden coming up next here on Inside the Nest. It's a pleasure to be joined by senior safety Cole Loden here on Inside the Nest. I said senior. You feel like a senior? <laughs> I feel a lot older than a senior in my body. But, yeah, it's, it's wild. It, it flew by. It jumped on me for sure. So we're recording this with you on Monday. We'll air this on Wednesday. Walking over here, you said you felt pretty tired. Practice was a doozy today? Uh, yeah, I just I don't think I drank enough fluids today. A little dehydrated in this humidity, but... I'll bounce back. Well, we've, that, been, we've been getting after it pretty good. so. Well, that's why you got the MJ Secret stuff right oh, yeah. there in the Powerade. Oh, yeah. Yep. So what does getting after it pretty good mean to you? You know, I think we just practice here different than most schools. Um, I don't know if that, that's just because I play here, but um, it's just a different level of competition. Um, you would think that we're, like, heading into season that you let off the gas a little bit, um, but here you amp it up. You know, the intensity of practice amps up, the work amps up, and it's all preparing you to where, like, over the past four years I've played here, I've never played in a game that was harder than practice, like, not once. So, and that's Coach Bohannon's goal. That's our OC and DC's goal is to have us more game ready than we could ever be. Like, so everything's amping up lately. Practices are getting harder. Um, yeah, so that that's why I would say, like, like, it, it, it's tough here, you know? And that's why, like, everybody right now, if you look at them, they're, they're like, feeling it a little bit, but we're ready for a game. Like, literally after games, like, you'll, you'll come off to the sideline and be like, man, I feel great right now. Like, like I know, I know you, you've been through it. Like, you get done with the game, you're like, dude, I could go another two quarters, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I know and exactly what you mean. So I think that's what, like, and, like, you look at games like Jacksonville State, that's just how we practice, how we train the offseason. So, yeah. 
And just like you hit on, man, um, just like so, so with everything just getting harder and harder as the season is approaching, like you, we, like we being Kennesaw State guys, we know they're doing this to prepare us for, for the game. Because when, once you get out there and, and things are just rolling, the bullets are flying, you're going to resort to your training. And, and just like how, how have you guys been, been trying to lock things in while continuing to keep the pace of practice this week, preparing for this Reinhardt game on Thursday? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think in the meeting rooms, like, everybody's locked in now. Like, it's just bang, 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 bang. Like, is, if coach has a question, like, you're answering it on the spot, like, right away. Um, and so that's, like, how we're, like, preparing for the game mentally just as much physically. Because practice, like, we do what we do out here at practice. Like, practice is never going to change. They're, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a hard practice. We're going to get after it every single day. Um, but really, I think it's in the meeting rooms right now. And then, like, what you're doing for your body when you're not at practice is what Coach Bohannon and everybody's been stressing lately, getting us ready um, for game day. So, yeah, I just think it's like just the way we are in the meeting room, you can just feel it right now in the meeting room that, like, we have a game this week. Like, in the meeting room, off, like, that's all we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I think the mental aspect has, like, through the roof right now. But practices, I mean, it's been like this since camp, and it's, like, getting even more intensified. So, yeah. Talking about this Reinhardt game specifically for the DB group, you guys have had all offseason to prepare for him. Don't want to give too much away, but what's the scouting report for you guys right now? Um, you know, defensively, um, especially DBs, like I'm having that corona year and like being separated from each other. Um, it, it was different. Like, and this year I feel like we have bonded so much closer. We are so much tighter as a DB group. Um, yes, we prepared for Ryan Hart, but as Coach Bohannon was telling us yesterday, it's if we get, go out and execute the way we're supposed to, it really doesn't matter the opponent. Um, so, yes, we're every single week we're in a game plan for an opponent. We're game planning for Reinhardt right now. But I think just, like, being, like, together, um, not being separated, like, doing life together through camp, and now, like, it's, it's just unbelievable, like, how close we've gotten, and, like, that's going to show up on the field um, to where, like, last year maybe you, we would be having miscommunication and stuff like that and not being on the same page. It's It's locked in right now. So, like, everybody's on the same page. So... Yeah, from a DB standpoint, I'm, I'm pretty confident going into this season. Who's one teammate that you've gotten closer with over this period than you did in seasons prior or the spring? Um, I'd really see, say the cornerbacks because we're meeting in the same room, like Dante Justice, Ja'Cory Burks. Um, those guys are, I bonded so close with over, like, camp more than I ever have and talked to them daily, daily, daily. So um, just diving in, like, stuff that's not even related to football that I didn't have the chance to talk to him last year. Like, how, how, how's life going? You know, what's going on back home? How are you doing in school? Stuff like that. Um, Caleb Brown, another corner. Like, it's really just the corners because safety is like we've always been together. You do indie together and practice and stuff like that. So, you know, like where each other are at. But like us, like being with the corners now um, has just really like created that brotherhood in the DB room. Um, so really the corners, like all of them, like just doing life for them. Because I've always been close with Markeith. He's been my boy since coming in. We've always talked. But guys like Dante Justice, you're going to hear about all the time this season, had an incredible camp. And Corey Burks, another guy who's just a leader on the defense. Like I've been able to get so close to, like, you know, like where you have that bond, like my little brother, you can just look at him and you know what they're thinking out there on the field. And it's just an amazing feeling that we didn't have last year. Uh, building, building off what you were talking about with like everything through the COVID year last season, and just being able to have that new that that bond with your with your boys again, just like how how has that just been able to help you? Just because I've known you since you came in as a freshman, yeah. And, and just like how has that been able to just help you expand your own personal role as a leader for this defense, and just like in your room personally? 
Yeah, I mean, it just makes me play with a lot more confidence. And, like, the game's fun again. Like, <laughs> being being as tight as we are and, like, being around each other, like, it's fun again. I'm having fun. I didn't – I had fun. I love football, but wasn't that fun in the spring. Um, even when we, we were winning games, you come in the locker room, it just didn't taste the same, didn't feel the same. So now I'm, be, I'm able to play faster because I know what those guys – like, I, I know where their head's at. I know what they're thinking. We're on the same page. I'm able to play faster. I'm more confident because I know he's going to get his job done so I can worry more about mine instead of, like, thinking, like – do I need to like communicate? Because at safety, you're the quarterback, so I'm having to communicate with the corners. Um, but I have the corners telling me like, "You got this, I got this." And I'm like, "Let's go," you know what I'm saying? So like, I'm being able to play so much faster, so much more confident. Um, and it's just encouraging to me, like on the back end, that I know my corners got it held down. I know the sand positions got it held down. Then the safeties were straight, we're locked in. So I think just being able to play faster, smarter, and just worrying more about my job instead of like worrying about everybody else. So yeah. Definitely. I know it's really good to hear, man. Just just being able to focus in on your one position, knowing everybody's going to have their job locked in. And I, I just know that how much that allows you to just free up your own game and just be able to expand on what you were able to do out there. Yeah, absolutely. Talking about my previous question, you talked about this is the most well-knit and the most the closest you've been with your DB group in a while. Last year, I feel like DB group actually played pretty decently, but now you guys are even closer. You're more well-connected. How much better can you guys be than last spring? Oh my gosh, it's gonna. I I don't want to like give spoiler alerts, but it's gonna be unbelievable. Like the amount of want to on this defense right now, like as a whole, and then as a DB group, like just coming out to practice, like mention that fun aspect. Like people want to be out here. People like practices are hard right now. They're they're tough, and like like we're getting after it. And people are still like looking forward to practice. People are coming out, hooting and hollering, coming out to practice. Where like last year was like, man, we got practice. Like this year, it's like, come on, let's go. You know, and that was even in camp. Like people were like had excitement and like so as a db standpoint like you know how corners are they're characters <laughs> and like we got some characters right now that are excited about this season excited about playing the game excited about practicing so i think like it's not it's not even going to be close to like last year like we're just gonna the roof is like for this db group especially like i don't see a ceiling on it right now so it's only up from here who's the biggest character mm, caleb brown <laughs> caleb brown or dante justice why Caleb has always got something to say, like always, and like <laughs> so confident. It's it's not cocky. Like some people, if you don't know him, they'll take it as cocky. But that man's always got something to say, and he's always got himself over anybody. Like it doesn't matter who he's up against. He's always got to say something. And then Justice, he's just funny, man. Like we, we could be doing like we literally dying, like bent over dying about to like puke all over the field, and he's going to crack a joke. And I'm like, are you serious <laughs> right now? Like, and you got to laugh. So like. He's, it's just guys like that that keep me going and, like, made this game fun. Just always joking around and always got something to say. So you, you got to love corners. I mean, they're hey, characters. Hey, you're out there dying, running 30 plays in a row, and just, hey, cool, drop some. And just, just <laughs> that little thing that just, like, It's just little. It's yeah. just little, yeah. <laughs> Two questions to end you with, Cole. One, who will be the first defender to grab plank this season? Um, I will say me. Good answer. Like the yeah. confidence. Yeah. Good I've, answer. I've been confident that I've been like marinating on that and like picturing it every night going into this game. Like I, I like I want multiple turnovers. Like and I was telling I was telling my little brother, um, and he's just laughing at me. I was like I'm gonna get I'm I'm going for three. Like because our goal every every game is three or more turnovers. Get three. I was like I'm gonna get them all. Um, so and that's not me being cocky. That's just me. Like I'm excited about this season. And mm -hmm. I'm excited about playing ball. So um, yeah, I, I hope it's me, but. I'm going to celebrate the same, whoever gets it. Like, I, it's we're so close. I mean, whoever gets it, it's going to be a field day out there. Hey, Hopefully no flags. 
Yeah, huh? Coach Bo says, see it, do it. Yeah, see it, do it. You got to do it. Last question. How much talk is there in the locker room about going back to Fifth Third Bank Stadium with 100% capacity, having fans, and having uh, hopefully a pretty loud and proud student section Thursday night? Oh, I hope it's packed out because that's all we've been talking about is having those fans back. I feel like it's going to be like first day of school. We all got our, like, we didn't get to do owl walk, and everybody's always talking about, what are you wearing? What are you wearing, like, for the game? Like, what are you wearing for owl walk? We're going to be laying out our clothes, like, before the game, like, it's first day of school. Um, we're excited, excited to be back there with the fans, full capacity, excited for owl walk. I know, like, when you do it over and over and over, you're like, man, I got to sweat in this suit for, like, a five-minute oh, walk, and everybody's on. like, I get to put on a suit and walk in front of fans. <laughs> like, everybody's going to be wearing their, like, best dress, and, like, everybody's excited, and that's, that's all we've been talking about. I was like, man, it's going to be packed out there. So we're ready to put on a show. Cole, you're a great representation of Kennesaw State football. You gave a great interview today. Thank you so much, and best of luck against Reinhardt. Thank you so much. Today tastes like movie night. Okay, whose turn is it to choose? And everyone's favorite hit, pizza and Coke. Today tastes like front row seats for all. Like cushions and popcorn. And counting the seconds. Today tastes like a slice of the action. Like we belong here and now. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. At Fifth Third Bank, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. Just look at our name, Fifth Third. Five-thirds equals 166.7%. So, according to the laws of mathematics, we are obligated to put 166.7% into everything we do. From our great customer service, to our security solutions, to providing you access to over 45,000 fee-free ATMs nationwide. This is banking a fifth-third better. Learn more at 53.com. Fifth Third Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to Inside the Nest. Kennesaw State and Reinhardt kick it off Thursday, 8 o'clock under the lights of Fifth Third Bank Stadium, the first ever home football game in Kennesaw State football history. KSUOwls.com slash tickets. Download the brand new KSU Owls app. Go to KSUOwls.com slash app or search KSUOwls in the App Store. Jordan Griffith, Brandon Sutton joining us. Thanks to Cole Loden for stopping by Inside the Nest. I'm Nolan Alexander. All right, new tradition. Got some questions. We got some options to pick from here at the end of Inside the Nest. Jordan Griffith, hit us. Literally, because that's exactly what I'm going toward. <laughs> Would you rather get hit in the face by Floyd Mayweather 10 times or prime Mike Tyson once? Right hands, power shots. Oh, okay. 10 times in the face from Floyd or body shots? Face. These are oh. all face. Ooh. These are all face. Yeah. You know what? I'm taking the Mike Tyson. I think I can handle it. I think I can do it. <laughs> I can assure you, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> now, you're a big guy, but man, he, he knocked out a lot bigger guys than that with, with less shots. You got me there. <laughs> with about a half punch. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the odds. I'm going to go once. See? Because I feel like w if Floyd hits me, I mean, probably once, I'm going to be knocked out either way. So I don't think it really matters. <laughs> but I feel like with Floyd... He hits me a couple of times, then I'm just playing the odds. And then yeah. I'm, I'm going to be worn down at the end. My, my stamina is going to be low and my stamina bar above me. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be over with. Tyson, I'll, just, I'll take the odds and just maybe he'll happen to miss me by a centimeter from knocking me out completely. My thought process is I'm going to wake up from my coma from Floyd. <laughs> I'm not going to wake up from Mike. Mike's going to put me and I'm going to be in a forever sleep. <laughs> okay, especially a guy my size. 
no, no way. I mean, do you see what he did to guys back then? I'm taking Floyd. Hey, man, personally, I'm playing the numbers. Ten <laughs> versus one, hey, you knock me down once, I can get back up. Ten times, ah, I'm not getting back up. If, if they were both here, I think you guys would have a different tone. You're probably right. If they were standing right. in front of us, I think we'd have a different tone. I'd be running away. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what their sprints are like, but I'd be, I'd be trying to sprint to the parking lot over here. <laughs> All right, the other s new tradition we're going to have is fact or fiction, and I got this from Jordan Griffith. So we had a Zoom call with our OWL Network interns. Happy to have Riley Robinson back with us. Uh, Kendall and Bryce Gobert are going to be joining us this year. If you're interested in an internship with the KSU OWL Network, follow us at KSU OWL Network. So two statements. One's true, and one is fact. Fake. It's false. You got to pick which one is true and which one is fake. Okay. I'm a big fan of this game. <laughs> big fan. So we're going to go with the first answer is going to come from Jordan since you played, and then we'll let Brandon chime in. Okay. Okay. So the first statement, an octopus has five hearts. The second statement, Nicolas Cage and Michael Jackson both married the same woman. Which one's true? Ooh, okay. Which one's false? Now, now playing this game a lot, a lot of my information has come from crazy animal facts. So the animal kingdom is something that needs to be explored more in, in, in public schooling. I'm going with the octopus. Is what is true? Is true. Octopus is true? All right. Correct. Just from pure astounded that I don't think octopi have more than one heart. I'm going to go with the Michael Jackson, Nicolas Cage. It's true. I would like to say that Brandon Sutton should start the season-long scoreboard because you are correct. Oh, man. Octopus has three hearts. Ha -ha. You used my tactic against me. Well done. Well done. Hey, winners Gosh. win. Winners win. Both Nicolas Cage and Michael Jackson married to Lisa Marie Presley. Just sounded good, man. See? This might be a stupid question. Any relation to Elvis? <laughs> I honestly think so. With a, marrying two famous people, I think there's got to be an, an, an Elvis sort of affiliation in there somewhere. I, I see your heads. I see your heads yeah. at. So the good news is, is uh, I, we're recording this on a computer. Yeah. So I can instantly pop on Google. And she is a singer and actress who is familiar to most as the only daughter of Elvis Presley and the ex-wife of Michael Jackson. <sighs> What, what I a guess. I didn't what know that guess. beforehand. Hey. Hey. Guys. Need to buy a lot of <laughs> what a way to end it. I love this new tradition. I love it. <laughs> All right. Brandon's got uh, the first point in our fact or fiction scoreboard. Brandon Sutton, Jordan Griffith had a blast as always. Thanks to Cole Oden for joining us. Guys, I'll see you tomorrow for kickoff. This thing's coming out on Wednesday, so we're, we're time traveling in the future. So I will see y'all tomorrow kickoff. 8 o'clock, Kennesaw State and Reinhardt. Fun as always. Let's go out. Who do you do? Yes, sir.